0: Hello and welcome everyone to Kenan and Rinse. This is one of our interview special episodes. Um, I'm James Carter and in lieu of the episode, the issue I should say, that's um, upcoming on Proteus, um, I've sat down and I am here with the designer of Proteus, Ed Key, for a little chat about his game. Hello and welcome Ed. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, it, absolutely our pleasure. Um Proteus uh, came out at the end of January this year. Um, So it's now, it's not quite a year, it's about 10 months coming up. Um, It's been out um, and it seemed like a fantastic chance to talk about the game, its development and also the reception and and your feelings about it now sort of this nearly a year after, um, you know, it it came out and and people got their hands on it properly. Obviously, it had been in beta before then. Yeah. one thing that struck me was that um, when I was I was reading up about Proteus around the time it came out, um, and I read an interview with you uh, where you said you you you'd got several ideas sort of on backburners that you might think about for doing you know future games. Um, right. yeah. What made the idea that you had originally back in I guess two thousand and eight or so yeah. um, for Proteus? What made that the the idea that you chose to focus on for your first indie game
1: um well so it was, it was weird because um when i started making proteus um i didn't really know what it was going to be um and it was just uh you know i just had this vague idea of making something about exploring a landscape and maybe it was going to be a sort of um sort of lo-fi indie uh elder scrolls type game or maybe it was going to be a kind of first person roguelike or something. And so I had a lot of little prototypes like that, that I was, you know, they, they didn't really progress to, to kind of full, like, worthwhile, playable things, but they yeah. were just little little sort of directions and explorations. Um, and there was one of those that um, that I was just kind of chipping away at, um, putting in new procedural generation stuff, like, yeah. you know, the, the hills and, and roads and towns and things. Um and then, uh, yeah, for for sort of various reasons, I kind of lost momentum with that, and I was, I was just working on myself uh, on my own at the time, um, and yeah, just wanted to get some music for it, just thinking that if I, you know, I was doing this thing as a spare time thing, so just like thinking, you know, if there's a, if there's like musicians who are just happy to do like a little bit of music for some, just like hobby project, then, yeah. um, it you know that's always nice because if you add music and sound to something, it becomes much more alive you know it's not just this kind of like sterile thing that you've been staying yeah. at for ages and it's it's got a little bit of like someone else's kind of ideas coming into it that you can kind of react off and and get more of like a sort of perspective of it on it yeah um, sure. so yeah talking to david um yeah he was really into this idea of, of reactive music or, or some kind of soundtrack that was really uh, like driven by what the player was doing or kind of directed by the player somehow um yeah. and then and and so we we just kind of set off in that direction and it really just became like what felt right between the two of us at the time really so it, so yeah rather than, rather than it being like rather than me having like this idea for this like super minimalist kind of ambient audio visual exploration thing early on it was more just kind of like making a, a sort of trying to make a kind of more traditional game pretty slowly on my own in my spare time um and yeah. then getting uh david's input on it and then it suddenly like oh how about we do this and then we just kind of ran with that for like a year or something and and just kept adding yeah. adding stuff and enhancing that so it was yeah it was very much like a project that kind of found its own focus rather than mm. rather than being a like a, a pre-planned thing
0: yeah yeah it sounds like it started to really sort of pick up pace as well once um David Kanaga is, is who you're referring to, who, yeah. who's the musician who did the music. It it seems like you're saying it really started to pick up some pace once he got involved as well. Obviously that you're saying there was a dynamicism between you and him in terms of ideas and that yeah. sort of got the ball rolling and maybe made it something more than just a sort of spare time project hobby. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh well it was still spare time for like a good year or so after mm, that. Yeah. But it was like um yeah just just uh yeah it's just a weird kind of thing because we're so david's in um in oakland in california and i think i think when we started he was in oregon which is it's still like pacific time (laughs) so it's it's still like you know eight hours different. so you had this weird thing where you would you know there's like certain times of the day where um you're you're both like awake and online and chatting about stuff and most of the time you're not so um yeah, we just quite often had this either like exchanging emails in the evening or, you know, you would yeah. just get this like back and forth thing that, was, that spread over kind of a few days of just like, oh, how about we, you know, do whatever, you know, I can't think of an example. Yeah, um, sure.
0: Like al- almost, I guess, asynchronous communication yeah, system. Totally where yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have an idea, and then you'd know that you'd got eight hours to
1: wait until you might get a response. Yeah, right. Rather um, than rather yeah. than being in the same room um, and yeah, just having yeah. like a real rapid back and forth. So it was this kind of interesting thing where you like cut, like send something off and think, oh yeah, I wonder what they think about that. And then it come back it's like yeah, shit, yeah, definitely we should do that. You know, and then <laughs> and then but then the same kind of thing with content as well. So like he would uh, obviously like it you know I sent him the the kind of silent version of the game originally i can i can find the youtube link to the the original one that exists remind me about this at the end actually yeah yeah. This, well, but, yeah. But so there's, there's a there's a youtube video online which is just has a brian eno track behind it which is the thing that i that i think i i, I posted that sometime like that was basically like the point where the art style kind of coalesced and then it was the point mm. pretty soon after that when uh well like nothing really visually changed on that at the point where um uh, yeah. between him getting involved so um yeah. Yeah, so yeah, content wise, like I sent him the original like silent build of the game and then he spent a while like sending a few little like musical sketches back. Mm-hmm. Um and then Yeah, sent like a big pack of loops and events and things and with like a load of instructions like where these would play and what they related yeah. to. Um so he just had this nice back and forth thing where you, you get like I, I would get an email back that had like a, a zip file with like a load of um audio loops in it. It's just this amazing kind of thing where you just get this email. It's like, oh, yeah, I made this Tunes. And you kind of break it open and just, like, look at all the files on the list and in the zip and wonder what they are. And then start playing. And it's like, whoa, yeah, this is cool. You know, like really, especially you know, especially really with them being
0: in a zip stuff. file. Yeah, it must feel almost like you were opening up a Christmas yeah, present yeah, or totally, a yeah, package exactly. or something and exactly. seeing exactly. what was inside. Yeah, Excellent.
1: yeah. And, like, sometimes <laughs> it would be really surreal. It's just like, whoa, what, what, you know, why is that called, like... I can't, I can't think of examples now. <laughs> I should just open the game folder and, like, go think of examples um but yeah just just that thing of that kind of back and forth thing then i would put them in then he would get it and then we would like yeah, tune yeah. it and things so it was yeah it was this this exactly. kind of like bouncing back and forwards um over, yeah. over day. so that was that was really like the the flow of working on it and then there's like times where we were just we were thinking like what would what would like add some new dynamics to this like the day and night stuff and the seasons and things and those kind of went yeah, in like true. one by one and like new creatures going in and things so um so yeah it had its, it had a kind of like a momentum but it was it, I think it's interesting that it being a spare time project meant that mm. um we weren't working to any um deadlines apart from when like competition submissions and things came up yeah sure but it was just um yeah like there's weekends where just like a load of load of new stuff would go in and a load of new features would go in and then there's like like a month when nothing would happen you know it didn't, and it didn't really right. matter because it's just like whenever you like something comes together and then you kind of start playing off that and then you kind of find a plateau. Yeah, and then, yeah absolutely. So, but yeah, but as you story.
0: say, there was no deadline, so you never felt under pressure to, to, to force it. Yeah, exactly, and always, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. Um, it, you, you mentioned competitions and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I was wondering when I saw, um, you know, stuff like Indie Cades uh, 2011, mm-hmm. uh, you got Best Audio uh, Award, yeah. um, and then you were... Shortlisted and and nominated and and got honourable mentions at, at IGF in yeah. 2012 and and Game City in 2012. Yeah. yeah. Was there a time during that period when it felt like it was more than uh, uh, evenings and weekends type of project, and it really started to come together, and you realised that there was there was something more to this than just a spare time type thing? Uh,
1: yeah, I think. Well, indicate. Yeah like as you say, Indica was Indicator two thousand and eleven was the first mm. one that the first time that it, you know, we thought about submitting something and then submitted it and it and it got selected and it was yeah, it's amazing yeah. going over there and everything. But um and yeah, I think uh yeah, sometime around that point I think I was thinking, you know, maybe this is maybe this has some like Maybe this is actually a thing that you could sell and people would pay money for yeah. it and yeah. Uh, yeah, become a kind of commercial thing. But it was certainly it was still a um, for me anyway, because uh, I was I just had like you know, I had a sort of nine to five coding job. Um mm. which was pretty nice as you know, there wasn't no um not really any overtime on that and
0: right.
1: no no kind of like big crunch times or anything. Yeah. so it was nice to to kind of have this job that was like really neatly kind of encapsulated and didn 't encroach on evenings and weekends yeah. um but yeah the only the 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 the, ty- the final point where i was thinking right should i should i quit that job and go full time was um just before the i g f um two thousand and twelve yeah. selections oh you know when the the selection was announced um and I was talking to my girlfriend who um had a a job at the time that would that would kind of like pay a fair chunk of the rent, and and right. would would like keep me going for a year or so whilst we finished mm. it off. Um, and yeah, that was that was we, we were kind of I can't remember where we were. We were like walking around on some uh, some countryside, bit of countryside yeah. somewhere, just saying, okay, right. So if it gets into the IGF, then can I quit my job. <laughs> um, and the, so and, and it's like yeah, okay, yeah. I suppose you know, just thinking like it, yeah, it probably is like a reasonable thing to do and so they can actually like dedicate full time yeah. to it. And that was and also that so the release of the beta coincided both with Yeah uh, uh, GDC uh IGF, you know, that year and also quitting yeah. my job was like a couple of weeks before that. So Right. Um and, and yeah like you know once those uh, you know, I love, I love writing resignation letters. <laughs> because usually, you know, usually the reason for resigning, right? So it's like this kind of thing that's like, oh, God, I can, you know, start like itchy yeah. fingers, like typing my resignation letter, you know. um So at the point where that was announced and just had to like make sure that everything was kind of like still seemed like, yeah, it's probably like a worthwhile gamble and then go for it. So, and yeah, definitely like in a, you know, pretty like a pretty safe position anyway, because you had like a little bit of savings and obviously my girlfriend yeah, had the job yeah. that was... um. You know, paying paying most of the bills and rent and things, and and yeah. then, then the beta was bringing a little bit of money in as well. But yeah, that um, that was that was, that was the, the point, point where I was kind of taking that jump, yeah. and then um, and then the Steam launch was was almost a year after that, and then it, that was when it was like, okay, that that was pretty much the, the watershed point of when it became kind of like obvious that it was it was enough to to kind of that I didn't. You know that I, I shouldn't just like start looking for a job or something. It was enough to yeah, sure. You realised that for,
0: yeah, actually that was going to
1: yeah, just like at least fund to another project. Off. you know, like pay another couple of years living costs yeah, sure. or something. So yeah, it's
0: excellent. Lucky. Um, the first time I probably actually became aware of um, your game was um, Tom Francis did a preview for hmm. PC Gamer. Uh, I think it was August last year, two thousand twelve.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Um, yeah, it, it just. Made it sound incredibly interesting, and and um, I, I started. So I, I didn't actually ever try the beta, but I started looking out for the game, and uh, uh, ended yeah. up, you know, anticipating it quite a bit uh, when it came up to to January.
1: Yeah.
0: Bearing Tom Francis in mind, simply because obviously he's had an interesting year like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. His game
0: Gunpoint was made with Game Maker, and his is one of a number of games that have kind of almost, I suppose, popularized uh, particular development tools. Yeah, um, Game Maker uh, is, you know, in gun- used in Gunpoint and Spelunky, yeah. and obviously the Source Engine in Dear Esther, yeah. um, and XNA, and then later MonoGame in in Bastion. Yeah. Um, Proteus is made primarily in c-sharp i think and that's a very simplistic view which is all i can muster <laughs> of it obviously there's lots more uh, different aspects to that um i wondered why because obviously there's a lot of indie games now that are using these development sort of tools whereas you went for what seems from my basic you know very basic knowledge of it um a, a sort of slightly more old school programming language
1: yeah yeah um, particular reason. yeah well I, okay so i suppose the 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 reason that i came at it from that angle is because i have a a programming background and i i was in the games industry for a few years and was then i was my my day job whilst i was working on proteus was um it wasn't games industry but it was was after i'd left that to go and do something else um but that that again was just like uh like a coding job you know you have like your your you just have like a project with some text files in it and and a compiler a new, and a debugger right. um, yeah. and a folder full of you know, bitmaps or whatever. Um, and that, you know, I think that maybe that wasn't the most efficient way of doing things. And I always, like people say, people, not super often, but people do ask me, like, what did I write it in or what what should I use to yeah. make something? And I'll say that, you know, I wrote it in this. In C, sharp and I wrote it in a kind of homemade engine that uses OpenGL and, and SDL and other little bits and pieces yeah. kind of plugged into it. Um, but it, I don't think that's, you know, I wouldn't really recommend it um, unless you right. have that background. I mean, I think it, perhaps yeah, it, yeah. so I, uh, you know, I, I have um, had an, and still do have some kind of like psychological hang ups on using editors, not because I think they, Uh, you know they aren't good and they can't make good games because I mean obviously there's there's so many examples like Spelunky is a great one which just proves that as complete nonsense and you should just make you you should use whatever tool you feel most comfortable in and and you can make great games whatever you're making them in Um, and that you know for me I suppose I was more comfortable just with some code and some images and things and and I suppose you know I was happy I kind of understood the kind of grain of that and went with that Um, so it's really yeah it's just a kind of background thing I think and and you know if i was to do it now i would probably i would probably use unity i think um but, it, but that was about to be my next question yeah, was
0: right. given you know c sharp kind of having that similarity or being used as part of unity yeah would that then be going forward what you'd choose to to use yeah that's
1: what i've been i've been looking at it recently just playing yeah. with some little just teach myself on a few yeah. days a week just just yeah, getting into Unity and figuring out how it works, and I'm pretty happy with it. It's, yeah, it does some amazing stuff, and makes a lot of stuff really easy. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice.
0: yeah it's, it seems to be that um, that going forward, Unity is going to be a big part of um, indie games. On I, I know a yeah. lot of developers have said that that for you know for next generations of consoles, etc., is going to be um, yeah. yeah. going be very usable and very useful. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's the other thing that appeals to me because I'm thinking. Just, well, the, the cross platformness of it that you yeah, potentially, yeah. you know, w- with some interface work, you can have something which you can run on iPad and on PC. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty tempting.
0: Which is the advantage of something like Mono Game that kind of grew out of XNA, I suppose, as well, is that it easily switches from one platform to the other, so you don't have to worry about writing.
1: Right. Aborting, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Proteus codebase um people helped out there's the guy that that does the the mac version and mac support and there's another guy that does the linux support and the linux version and mm-hmm. and those are kind of once you you know the the sharp code does actually run on those platforms once you kind of figure out the the bits that connect to operating systemy bits um, yeah I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I don't really understand how that works but <laughs> but you know it's, it, it's not a huge it's not like oh you know i have to completely rewrote from scratch so it's it's yeah. It's kind of, it's yeah. somewhere like, you know, hovering in the middle that it will kind of, okay. with a little bit of frustration, will work on other things. But yeah, it's not quite as great as Unity or just export to web or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I guess that's kind of part and parcel of why um, Curve Studios were involved with um, porting Proteus over to, to PlayStation 3 and, and Vita this year. Yeah. Um, which came out a couple of months ago now, didn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, about a month ago. Yeah, probably about a month ago,
0: actually. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah right, <laughs> yeah, yeah <absolutely>. just the <laughs> the the sale was just finished on PSN. That was the first month, wasn't it? Yeah. Ah, right, okay, right, right. I, I think I think yeah. that's right. Um, I wondered how it. Well, first of all, how um, how Sony or Curve Studios a- approached you, or or if that was how it happened, um, and and how it felt to sort of hand your game over to another group of people to yeah, to right. kind of. Do with as they will, almost.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> had a tight rein on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Curve approached me because they'd done right. a couple of other things, like they'd done uh, Thomas, um, was Thomas was alone. Yeah, under. and they were also working on Lone Survivor, um, which which oh. now that just came out just before Proteus. Um, yeah. And so yeah, that's that's definitely like that's kind of a part of their their kind of business now is is these kind of indie ports. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, they they approached me because I knew I knew bids from Curve, um, from again from like London indie meetups and yeah. events and things. Um, yeah. So they suggested to me and, and suggested doing uh, PS3 and Vita versions and doing kind of like a yeah they they would they would re-implement it in their engine and yeah. I would be kind of having a, a, a kind of sign off and QA and and. And design direction, yeah. You know, right, okay I would so like sort of overseeing
0: resources. to a certain extent. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
1: and yeah, so I yeah, went back to their offices and and I had a, a PSV to test kit. I, I still have it, I'm I'm posting it off to someone else tomorrow. <laughs> <But> <laughs> at the moment I still have a test kit. So that was really great to be able to just uh get a build off Dropbox and then install it on my kit and then play it. <laughs> um so it was yeah, it was a really nice um, kind of responsive thing rather than just, oh, you know them just like giving like a verbal report of saying oh we've got this implemented now or whatever so it was it was nice to yeah to you could actually, actually kind see have it in my hands so, yeah try just, it out for yourself yeah yeah um, yeah I think it wouldn't have occurred to me before to put it on to try and put it on, mm. on a console platform just because it wasn't within my I would say it wasn't within my ability but it I I didn't have any contacts and I didn't have you know it wasn't. The code itself. Yeah, would, you would have...
0: didn't have the this starting thread to to sort of get onto. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: it, it would have been a rewrite from scratch, which would have been probably quite right. kind of demoralising for me to to sort of do all sure, that. So yeah. it was really nice to have that with like a really good team of programmers and mm-hmm. like all their QA and and production staff and everything. It was just it was amazing to um, like you say kind of handing it over to a, to, a, to a kind of whole group of people It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was found it like the, the film being John Malkovich, you know, where it's like everyone's everyone's John Malkovich and everyone's uh, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich. And it, like it felt like that going into the office sometimes at Curve, into the studios um, because, you know, you'd have like two QA people who would have protists on the screen and then like some someone else would be doing something with some marketing <laughs> images and things like that and then some coders yeah. would be working on it and then some people would be talking about it. It's like, why is someone talking about my game? Why, why is all these screens? You know? It's like a really weird... Out. Strange experience, but it was it was you know it was amazing, and they yeah they have a really great team there. So um, yeah, they did a good job. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, I've I've got it. I actually put it on my Vita today. I, I picked it up and I haven't tried it yet. Right. Um, so I'm interested to see how it works. I'm also interested in the um, the extra features that they added for the Vita version mm. um, that I guess took um, took advantage of its location and touch mm-hmm. um, systems on on the actual the hardware. Yeah, um, w- was that something that that you'd decided uh, might be good, or was that an idea that came from from Curve? Uh,
1: I think. Well, the the original the, the motivation for it is just um, is is from them and it's from Sony and it's it's from mm. it's like if Sony are going to um, get behind this port and and kind of advance some money for it and things that they they want something which has new things to that platform and makes, makes yeah something of the that's hardware unique. and yeah. things. So, yeah. um, so, you know, that that's the original, the, the kind of drive to do it is, is from that direction, mm-hmm. but then um, everything that's in there um, was pretty much designed by me as kind of what can we do, you know, how can we make use of this, what can we do yeah. with
0: this. And it fits really nicely with the game. Certainly in, um, in theory, as I say, I've not tried it out um, personally, but the idea that obviously proteus being procedurally generated in terms of the island um, it, itself mm. have, having other aspects feeding into to that not just it being sort of randomized it could actually be affected by where you are or yeah. you know using using the touch at the back to yeah. to change yeah. that. It's, it, it's very in in keeping with the the ethos and, and style of, of proteus itself i think yeah
1: some of that stuff's quite subtle i think i, I, yeah. I haven't seen anyone discover much through the back touch screen, but I'm sure people have. But um yeah. But <laughs> so, yes. well, if
0: they haven't and they're listening to this, they should uh, they should definitely go and try it. I know I will be. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um I guess going back to when Proteus originally came out on the PC, I was interested um at the time, it felt like there was one week in January where there was this perfect storm of, of indie games um, that Proteus was a part of. Yeah, it felt yeah. like suddenly, you know, anti yeah, being the obvious right. comparison, <laughs> but S- the Skulls of the Shogun came out yes, the same week yeah, as well, yeah. didn't it? So,
1: yeah, actually, both of them. Um, um, but it's really nice. Like yeah. Both those two and um, like the Swapper came out soon afterwards and How yeah, comes has been it's announced recently. And loads of games that were at IndieCade that, that when we were there. All all came out that year, or all (laughs) either got announced. Like Hercum hasn't come out yet, obviously, but it's been announced, and they're like ramping up production and and kind of awareness of it. Um, Yeah, so that was that was uh, that was really nice. Yeah, I think anti came out a couple of days before or after Proteus I can't remember it was, but.
0: Yeah, I can't remember specifically. Uh, definitely but the same week. But... It felt like this um, very focused week yeah, where this yeah. was happening. Yeah. Was... Did you feel like that was a a, a benefit? Yeah, I pretty to... much.
1: Yeah. 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 I always pretty much think that that. Um, I mean, I've pretty limited experience, but I always feel like um, that you're, uh, and I'm quoting someone here. I think is it's via Rami Ismail, but I think it's um, Itan Glenert from Firehose Games who might have said this originally, or maybe it's, it might be someone else. <laughs> I might be <laughs> misattributing that, but let's let's say it's it's certainly via Rami anyway. So, um, right. is is that you know how as a lot of the time as an indie, if you're releasing stuff on on Steam or you know, releasing stuff online or, or you're talking to press about stuff, then you're not necessarily yeah. you're not really competing with other indies. You're competing with with the mainstream and you're competing with obscurity and you're competing with yeah. people not you know trying to get people to take notice of it so i think if there's more i i, I can't imagine Antichamber hurting it at all um and i think it was more like you know you, i saw a lot of people tweeting saying, oh wow you know Proteus and Antichamber on the same week so yeah i think it there's there's a certain point anyway which indie games especially if they've got something in common i mean entertainment and Proteus having like a vague thing in common. They're both kind of yeah, first-person exploration first person, type. Yeah, right. That. Yeah. Um. Yeah, sort of non-traditional first-person games, but they're yeah, you know, they're kind of they're kind of at the end, different ends of of some axis, somewhere in that space. But
0: very much, yeah. But
1: they're, but yeah, they, but they so they're kind of together and they're contrasting. I think so. So in in a way, it was like the perfect indie game to be almost like colliding <laughs> with. Um, and it was funny. I. I I vaguely know Alexander Briggs, like I've met him a few times and, yeah. and yeah. spoken to him on Twitter and things like that. And um, so I think, yeah, when we realised we were on the same week, <laughs> it was like, oh, you know, I'm <laughs> not going to pull any punches or something. It's <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the best man win. But, yeah, but it yeah. was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't like, yeah, can't imagine anyone would cover one but not have room for the other
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. No, certainly I was one of those people on Twitter just uh, happy to have mm. to have both. I actually, um, cool. I wrote a, an article on, on Cain Rince back, back then I'd, I'd attempted to sit down and write reviews for Antichamber, chamber Bientoletti and Proteus yeah. and I'd got opening paragraphs to all three of them yeah. and realized what I wanted to say was about all three of them and comparing, and contrasting them. So at the point you made about Antichamber being ostensibly similar, but actually kind of completely opposite to Proteus, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely how I felt playing them, um, and, and very nice compliments to one another. I thought in terms of um, really showing the the different ideas behind them and the different well, the, the objective based nature of of anti chamber versus mm. Proteus maybe deliberately shying away from objectives and goals and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed having them together, and I just thought it was. It it always seems interesting to me the notion that um, before when I've spoken to anyone involved in in making or or even really playing indie games, it never feels like a competitive thing. The notion that, you know, there's this whole kind of UK and, and London indie development scene where everyone supports one another, shares ideas and is quite happy to meet up, have a drink, you know. Let one another play each other's you know um latest builds of whatever ideas or games they've had, yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's uh, i mean it's not i i've i i've um I said the same thing before, but then kind of realized after saying it that maybe it's i mean you know not <laughs> I feel like I'm picking holes here, but you know it's not <laughs> it's not completely uniform, and there's lots of little kind of like sub sub scenes and and sure, sub things yeah. overlapping and and you know you have like little circles that overlap with other circles and so it's it's um but in in general, I think that's like a fairly fair point, especially of like people that regularly turn up to festivals like game city or or to consumer things like Res and stuff that yeah that you tend to bump into the same people repeatedly if there's people that regularly go to them <laughs> i mean not, I know, I've been to like <laughs> like only been a few years or whatever but but even then it's like you meet people that you saw before and and you kind of feel like they you're People that you kind of have this little reunion with every every few times a year or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not uh, it's not absolutely unified and and universally sure. connected, but it's but it's definitely you know it has all this kind of little overlaps and little scenes and little pockets of people that are kind of playing each other's stuff and talking about each other's things and and you know you don't realize some of these connections sometimes and and you know it has this whole kind of small yeah. world thing of where you find an overlap that you didn't know existed yeah between yeah. some other yeah. bunch of people you know it's like oh yeah. you know them when you did music with them or whatever. So Yeah.
0: yeah. Sort of the two degrees of separation rather than the six yeah, degrees yeah, could yeah, be yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh cool. Instead of focusing on sort of indie games and how they compare to one another, I, I, something I noticed when I was reading up about Proteus just this weekend um, in preparation for the podcast and for obviously talking to you, I found it really odd that when you look at a game like Proteus in the reception section, which they always have on Wikipedia page for a video game, oh, right. yeah. it's. It's the oddest thing. I know Wikipedia is not the best place to go for information and the sources they draw from aren't always the best places either. But it's the oddest thing that a game can have a good reception getting sort of scores of 7 and 8 out of 10 Mm. if it's an indie game. But when it's a big budget mainstream game, (laughs) that's not a good reception by any stretch of the imagination. There does seem to be uh, a disparity there, Maybe based on expectations, I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's kind of the stakes that are involved. Like, um, there's that yeah. whole um, thing that was going around a while ago about, um, I can't remember, maybe it was like a THQ thing or something, saying, someone's saying, like, uh, you know, developers, they have to get 85% of Metacritic or else they don't get their pay. I know. I know. It, that, this is
0: something that I, I've mulled over and I'm writing about an article about at the moment, actually. Cool. Um, that was uh, Bethesda had given. Ah, right. Uh, for Fallout New Vegas, they they'd stipulated that um the game had to get eighty-five percent in order to for the developer to get bonuses, basically. Right. And it got an eighty-four percent average on Metacritic. <laughs> so there was this whole thing of you know, eighty-four percent should be really good, but you're not getting your bonuses.
1: So. Yeah. Um yeah, it's so Proteus was like um I think Proteus was eighty five or it was eighty or something. It was something surprisingly high that I'd never expected would be would be like that high because yeah. um, I think the Metacritic pops up in the corner of the Steam page I think it does yeah just down the right hand side yeah, and side. I don't know what protest is now maybe I should go and check or maybe I won't but you know like before that it's the classic thing yeah. You know, before that you just think ah oh, you know I don't believe in Metacritic that's like rubbish you know? <laughs> and it's like no but my game's uh, yeah wow 85% yeah, yeah. no Metacritic maybe there is something in it you know <laughs> but then <laughs> but then I think it and it's yeah and then it kind of like I think it dropped a bit after that but um but no it's it's and it's funny as well when, when you look at, because you've got Metacritic has the, the user reviews as well. So there's yeah. kind of a disparity, especially with, I don't know, sort of controversial so things lot, then. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are just like, no, no, you know, like conspiracy, everyone's biased really bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, someone asked me an interview about why, the or an email question or something, just like why there's such a big, what I thought about the big disparity between the, um, the Metacritic, the, the, you know, the critics rating and the user rating. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought yeah, that, that's quite a big disparity. You know, like maybe it's because of yeah. this, whatever. And then I had a look in like Devil May Cry, the the more the most recent Devil May Cry game, the DMC yeah. one. You know, that had an even bigger disparity. So yeah. suddenly I just thought, well, you know, it's just it's yeah. nothing particular to the 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 sort of weird type of game. But I guess maybe that maybe that Devil May Cry installment kind of pissed a lot of people off. But.
0: Um, yeah 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 no it definitely had some other stuff going on but a lot of a lot of games do i think a lot of um big well received critically um games can can end up having a bit of a backlash from user reviews Mm. and likewise games that aren't received terribly well sometimes the user reviews are actually pretty decent but yeah um yeah no i I just interesting to hear um because like you i sort of think well metacritic doesn't really matter to me i know my own taste in games and what i like to play yeah um and i'm not going to let it sway me but yeah ultimately it's that big and that popular yeah, yeah for for a reason and and therefore you know probably does have a significant effect on the games industry to to one degree or another So, yeah, yeah. interesting actually um, about
1: that that wikipedia pages was, was i think yeah. it's pretty much well at least the the like the vast bulk of it hmm. the initial version of it which was like a really big page was written by one guy who just tweeted me saying, "Oh, by the way, I've made a Wikipedia page for your game," and it was just like a massive, like super comprehensive, super professional-looking, like totally yeah, in wow. line with Wikipedia page. It's like, "What?" You know, thanks very <laughs> much. That's amazing. Um, oh, excellent. Then uh, no, maybe you know, maybe it gets edited after that, but it was it was amazing. That was like you know, also kind of like witnessing the birth of a Wikipedia page. Is that there's someone who's kind of who's like into yeah. Wikipedia, um. Editing and there's also yeah like and, you know and, keen yeah. on a certain game or whatever, and then they'll make a Wikipedia page, and it's like a yeah you know a couple of days' of work or something, but yeah, it's amazing that someone actually yeah went to that because you know that's another thing like a bit like a bit like the metacritic thing where you kind of you sort of, you're kind of looking at um i think humble humble bundle thing came out, and then that obviously humble bundle mm-hmm. has a Wikipedia page, and they update that yes. with. The, the games and the, the games latest one know, are know. yeah yeah listed here and that Proteus is red and you just think oh why doesn't Proteus have a Wikipedia page? <laughs> <laughs> what could I do to change that? And then suddenly it. I guess it's up also the sort it's...
0: of thing that um a bit like having you know a video on YouTube and and being on Metacritic etc. It's somewhere that everyone, even if they're not interested in video games, knows about. And yeah, right. if there's a Wikipedia page, you can link them to it and they can see here's you know for you here's a game I made, but for for anyone who's played it, here's a game I've enjoyed. And it's on Wikipedia, you know, have a read about it, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, looking through uh, some of the interviews you've done and also some of the uh, reviews um, at the time Proteus came out, mm. it seemed like there was a couple of topics that sort of came up mm. time and time again. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this, <laughs> yeah. but <we'll> get it. <laughs> um, the first one was um, length versus replayability. Right. Um obviously in theory proteus is i'm gonna say completable but i'm doing air quotes yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in like i think for me the first time through to, to actually get to the um, again air quotes yeah, end yeah, yeah. um like 45 minutes something yeah. like that maybe a bit That's long probably, maybe sort of an hour just sort of wandering around yeah. trust you know just explore and, and see what was going on yeah. um but certainly i felt I wanted to get straight back in and see what was different mm. in not just the procedurally generated world, but how I could affect it differently and what I could find in different yeah. ways I could explore, et cetera. Um, and I wondered for you, you've obviously through the various stages of the game, seen loads of different people playing the game. What would you say are the, the typical reactions from people in terms of the way they play and, and when they come away from it, you know, Feeling about replayability, or do they feel it? You know, some people feel it's quite short, or yeah, uh, nothing.
1: I mean, it's it's kind of designed, or it's like refined in mm. the direction of beh- being being that you know that pretty much exact length, that forty-five minutes an hour length. But yeah. with the and all this is yeah, you because know, there's no kind of hints in there. I think so. It's really hard to kind of know whether yeah. this is communicated or anything. But <laughs> but it's it's kind of set up and it's balanced with the idea that you're. You will have that exact feeling you know, you'll know, kind of finish it and it kind of like closes nicely and and kind of returns you back and and kind of says okay you're, you're you know you're out of it now you can go away if you want kind of thing but yeah it's designed with the, the the thought that you'll be kind of tempted to go back in it is that way more because you just tend not to find things and they tend to be they tend to be there but you tend not to have found them because you just you don't, like, perform, like, this exhaustive kind of, like, fine tooth comb of, of the island, rather yeah. than um, some stuff only happens on certain place trees. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think that's a particularly hard and fast rule, but it's more, it's certainly, like, more about that, like, th- th- pretty much, you know, pretty much everything is in there every time, but yeah. you won't tend to find it. But then also, as you say, you know, you have the r- procedural generation and the the kind of the sort of way it kind of like remixes itself means that you get different kind of juxtapositions and you get different sceneries and different little like coincidences of alignments and things like that. Um, yeah. So there's yeah there's kind of a mix of factors, um, and yeah, I think I mean yeah I like I don't I don't have any like stats or anything on it, but um, mm. but it seems to be roughly kind of sad you know it seems to kind of hit that mark yeah like more than once like it you know it seems to it seems to kind of enough people you know say that that's how they felt about it that it feels like roughly okay to me and i'm sure a lot of people you Know it's like a lot of people that play for like five minutes and go, Oh, what have I bought? and then like close it down (laughs) in anger or something. Or there's a lot of people who play through once and then just don't bother going back again. And then there's then there's people who, yeah, yeah, people that email me and say that I play it every day after I come back from work and it's like they're, yeah, they've played it every lunchtime or something, yeah, and they sort of get away, yeah, and they they've made this like this kind of daily routine thing. And and that's (laughs) really amazing to hear that. What people say they kind of put it on the background and leave it going and and move the. Play around it like every so often to get a different uh, yeah effect and so so yeah it's this, this really uh, you know t- totally huge spectrum of the way people like the amount that people play it or the number mm-hmm. of times that people play it um so yeah which i is is really nice to hear. <laughs>
0: yeah have you have you ever seen or heard of anyone doing something particularly bizarre in in the game i mean th- th- well,
1: my favorite example is um my, yeah. Uh, one of my girlfriend's little cousins um, who's, mm. I think she was about six when she played it um, and she's got a sister who's uh, would have been 12 at the time um, but they were both playing it and because and we kind of m- you know meet at them every like every six months something, like having yeah, to be yeah. uh, visiting an aunt or something like that um, uh, let's, we want to play Proteus <laughs> kind of play it um, <laughs> And then my, my favorite thing about what, what the little one does, Amy, um, is that she'll, uh, she'll kind of wander around like in spring. So it starts in spring, obviously, and and she's kind of she's walking around looking for things, and she'll find the stone circle thing, which uh, you know, spoilers. Yes. <laughs> it's the thing that changes the seasons, <laughs> and and she she yeah she loves the kind of sw- loves the whole effect, loves the whole changing the season thing. So yeah. she'll kind of sit in the middle of it and wait for it to wait for the little like the, the effect to kick in. Oh, it's happening! It's yeah, happening! Okay. Yeah, great, great. Okay, yeah. And then it doesn't and she'd be really, really happy, and then um, she'll refuse to move from there for like the the rest of the game because she doesn't want to miss <laughs> it. And and like her sisters, her sister who yeah understands that you can go away and come back and whatever, just saying, "Oh no, you know, come on, let's go and look for other things." You know, She's like, "No, I'm staying here." You know, <laughs> and the funny thing is that that's that's effect, effectively she she invented the speed run really because um that's the the fastest way to go through it is to to not. Leave that yeah, place for, and we'll yeah. wait to, to, to wait the minimum amount of time to go through, so um, yeah, I think that's my my favorite one being one I think of really
0: yeah, yeah no i I certainly um that, when I completed, I started playing around, and first thing I started doing was i I realized quite quickly that um obviously when you interact with the the animals and and the surroundings, different sounds play, and so I started in my own Neanderthal way, trying to actually like. Add to the music in some ways, right. um, which is very much what you'd said at one point. The game was going to be like a music creator, but that ended up not being what you were going for. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. and so you sort of dialed it back to focus on the exploration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just testing out what the different animals do. And uh, is it bees? I think it's bees. That when you go through the swarm, and suddenly you get a bit faster yeah, yeah. when you move. Um, and just yeah, playing around with the different animals and seeing what was going on and T- coming around a hill and finding something new. Um, yeah. The, the, but then what I ended up doing, and I, never actually, I don't think I ever actually worked this out, was if you get into the... Um, so it goes through the day-night cycle and gets to night. Yeah. And in theory, you should go and trigger at the Stone Circle the move on to the next season. Okay. Um I, I actually don't want to know the answer to this. <laughs> right, okay. I'm going to go and try it out. I want to know if you never go to the Stone Circle if it, if it then goes back to daytime. So that's something that I'm going to definitely try out. Oh, right, it yeah. was always the temptation was too great after I'd gone around the island a few times just to go to the Stone Circle. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, cool. yeah. But but <laughs> yeah, I, I never I never actually had the willpower to say, no, I'm not going to the Stone Circle. Right. I want to know if it was back to daytime and continues around. Um, so yeah, that's... Uh, just my own example of that, that's how I sort of played the game, just exploring, try to uh, play with the mechanics and see what was what was going on and how it worked and, and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, another thing um, a few people said they did was they they wanted to know if if the sea went on forever or something, so they kind of went out to sea and then just got lost, yeah. and find, which is kind of a <laughs> bit mean because it yeah. doesn't, it, there isn't anything that takes you back at one point there was a, a teleport thing that yeah. just like when you were far enough away it would just respawn you but for, yeah. for some reason that got lost in the the mists of time well, and uh, it I just think means kind to restart, so.
0: <laughs> yeah just you know you you've said it doesn't give you much instruction there's no yeah deliberately it seems no text comes up on the yeah, screen totally, yeah. um, no menu anything like that really yeah so having a teleport would be that sort of could be, I suppose, that kind of jarring, you know yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. instance of being thrown thrown yeah. back. And it's like you chose to uh, go out the
1: I, sea and you know, if you want to do that then that's you yeah, why why yeah, would absolutely. I stop you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not like you're gonna lose progress or anything like that. So yeah, right, you know, yeah. yeah. I, I certainly went back out into the sea because that's where I started. And so at one point I thought I'm going to go back out to the sea and mm. just see if I see if I can, mm. sorry, too many seas there <laughs> you Need to work out which, which, but, um, yeah, just to go back to where I equivalent place of where I'd started from. Although I'm sure I tried to work out which side of the Island I'd been on, et cetera, but it's pretty difficult because you get a little disoriented, I guess. Um, but yeah, I went out to an equivalent distance and sort of stood as if I were starting the game again, just, just cause I could, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah. Um, so kind of to, to come towards the end, there's one specific thing that I've that I've started to move towards but not quite got there yet. Um, in terms of reactions, I wondered if you could sum up what would be your hopes for people who play Proteus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, it's it next. sounds like a really open-ended yeah. question, but I guess really would it, um, to sort of bring it down from the sort of lofty way I've phrased it, which is is probably, not not a fair way to phrase the question is um, what were your intentions for what people would take away from, from Proteus from the experience and, and I guess it may be that the intentions from yourself might be particularly loose or, or vague as well but you know in in sitting someone down now say who'd never seen or heard of Proteus, if you were stood over their shoulder what would you hope to, to for them to take away from it?
1: I would hope that they find it a kind of refreshing experience like in the context of video games that you're you're never told what to do um there's like hints dropped in a kind of in-world kind of way but that sense of that you're in this kind of weird place and you don't know what you should be doing but then things that you do decide to do generate kind of like nice responses within the game and, and kind of nice kind of shifting moods and, and shifting kind of senses of curiosity you know hoping that people approach it like this kind of interesting kind of artifact to interact with rather than um which i think is uh, it's really hard to explain you know it's kind of different to a lot of <laughs> games a lot yeah. of games are especially kind of big like like heavily focus tested big triple a things where yeah. There's this reluctance for to to kind of ever leave the player in a kind of state of uncertainty, where they don't really know what they should be doing. You know? it's like, yeah. Everything's like um, you know, like heavily tutorialized and heavily hinted, and it's like this yeah. is what you got to do. You know, just do that, and you'll feel happy that you've done that. You know?
0: and, there are several games that have come out this year and previous years where it does sometimes feel like you're going from tutorial to tutorial as they teach you how to use all of the systems, and you never ever really get out of the. Yeah tutorial phase until you get to the final
1: yeah, or whatever it might be yeah, strange that effect um, Yeah, you know so yeah I'd hope that people find it that kind of you know some, the kind of like rewarding that kind of intrinsic sense of curiosity mm. um, and I, get, I mean specifically like what's in the game itself is is you know where it's trying to capture a certain attitude or a certain like way of looking at and engaging with the world that isn't about like utilising it. I, you know, like yeah, like walking through. Yeah, no, it's, it's
0: not think. necessarily about trying to get something out of it. It's more about um, just exploring.
1: Yeah, and, and the, well, the, the thing. World, well, the thing the that stuff. you get out of it is I mean, I sound like I'm quoting the quote on the front of the trailer now, but you know, the thing that you <laughs> that you get out of it is not like oh I got some exercise or I I mastered a challenge or something it's more yeah. that it's this kind of I don't know kind of like a reflective kind of space like feels a bit kind of meditative and having that mm. kind of and, and, and ha- you know had like a certain kind of intensity to it which is maybe lacking in a lot of um, games and just general experience really that you tend not to Yeah, you know it's like the the classic thing of like um, I, I'm answering a different question here, which is it's just <laughs> a, a thing that I've talked about before. But you know, when you've yeah. got something about how you, you know, every day in the morning you walk to work and you, you know, it's kind of easy to be on autopilot in those kind of cases and you just kind of walk along and you don't notice anything. But then sometimes, you know, you'll find you, you, you notice something that was there all the time and you never saw it. Um, and suddenly it maybe yeah. like shifts your perspective on something. And just, you know, yeah, kind sure. of playing with that sensation of, of, like attentiveness and receptiveness or something. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of vague and, and hard to articulate, but you know, there's, there's, this there's quite a, even though it's, it's hard to verbalize and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't manifest itself as like a kind of a moral of the game or anything, but it's, it's trying to get at something about experience. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. 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 You know, I just, that I, I kind of hope that you know if if anyone's yeah, you know, however if anyone says they're affected by it, like and you know, anyone says they're kind of positively affected by it, yeah. then I suppose what I hope to is I hope to be as surprised by people's reactions rather than you know rather what, than
0: being sure of what they're gonna Yeah, know, and rather than to,
1: it yeah. being like a game with a specific message. Like um oh, I can't think of an example. Um <laughs> I probably shouldn't <laughs> even name, name examples. But, you know it's not it yeah, no. doesn't have like a specific moral. <laughs> it doesn't have like a uh, a lesson that you're supposed to learn from it. it's like oh you know I was the bad guy all along or something or you know whatever it's like yeah yeah sure it, yeah. it's more trying to kind of elicit some kind of reflection or something
0: yes like it's that. it's more about stimulating a response than than um, poking and prodding for a particular yeah, response yeah. Um, so what I've been kind of circling around and we've both I guess talked <laughs> around but not got to is um...
1: is it a game is it a
0: game is it a game yeah. <laughs>
1: um so there's, there's kind of a lot to, to kind of like <laughs> yeah but, no so i think yeah. in particular um uh like the kind of steam audience whatever or or kind of like yeah gen- like you know whatever like hardcore gamer audience whatever they want a certain kind of thing which it which they call yeah. a game right, but that you know that um Definition itself—that's like a really kind of like status quo kind of definition. And I think also that um, yeah. that what games are uh, zinesters versus formless thing—I think that was really, you know, that's not really like the 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 so-called formless side in the argument isn't really isn't formless It's just status quo. Like it's not it's yeah. not there isn't a you know you can't look in a definition and look at what a game is and you won't find like ninety percent of modern video games. I think I I made this. And the thing that I was posting about ages ago, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you, if like, my, my favourite ones are, my favourite definition, my favourite kind of formalist definition or, or, you know, kind of prescriptive definition of, of mm. game is, um, is Chris Crawford's one. Um, we have these, like, he has these four dichotomies of, um, things where it's like each one is like, if it's, if it's this, you know, if it's, if it's like A or B, then, like, if it's this, then it's entertainment, otherwise it's art, and like, the the kind of like final one that he boils down the 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 kind of most interesting one for this discussion is that um how he defines game is that it has to have multiple players and they have to kind of interact with each other directly so so you know in his in his scheme then most things like um like half life, whatever, isn't a game because it's just yeah, yeah anything it's, single player. Yeah, yeah it's single player uh,
0: unless you get into the sticky web of saying, well, the developer is a player yeah, right, right. And that's,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then well, which is which is which is fine, and that's like David um, David Canega's argument. His thing is all these like independent agents within the game, you know, like the the bugs, yeah. whatever, right? or so the, you know, well, all, all all
0: the yeah, all the mechanics for want of a better yeah, all, you know, that's and kind theory. of the other
1: player oh, yeah. that you're reacting with. So and and that. You know that immediately kind of like flips that so it flips that on its head and kind of busts it open, um, yeah. but yeah, then and, and formalist doesn't formalist is kind of a weird thing in that context because like Proteus is is the height of formalism in a way because it's it's got its own very clear like strict restrictions about what what is in yeah. it. You know, it's like a f- formalist in the sense of um, like a modernist piece of music or something that it's. It has its own form that it's defined and that it sticks within, and, yeah, and yeah. you know it's uh, it's kind of very very yeah. strict about it. But um, so yeah, I think I, I suppose the, the thing that annoys me is when people just don't really think about what they're saying. <laughs> and, yeah. and like even when they're defending it, like, there's some there's some guy I can't remember who he was there's was some uh, Australian kind of academic philosopher kind of guy, uh, and he wrote this big article essay thing, which is uh, you know on the side of saying let's call you know uh, on the side of inclusiveness so it was like saying let's call lots of things games and saying ah oh, proteus is a game sure you know it's because it fits these things but it doesn't have an ending you know i played it for 30 seconds and didn't really like it but <laughs> it's like I, so i think which and that to me um i think is is also like illustrative of um you know it's kind of misinformation of in the in the, yeah. the sides of people are taking like people who Decided they didn't like it because they'd heard that it didn't have an ending or it didn't have anything to discover, you know. Whatever, it was like people had heard something about it and had made the decision based on that. I mean, they probably weren't going to like it anyway if they played it, so I don't know if it would really change much. But it was just, Yeah, yeah sure. it was the the most like annoying, like tiresome one. Was just like ah, oh, you know, doesn't have any puzzles or doesn't have an ending, and you know, <laughs> like it, <laughs> you know, it's not quite right. Yeah, I think, yeah. and you know, I spent a while thinking about this about like whether you know what what is missing from it i think the main thing is is kind of the the main thing is challenge like the it doesn't explicitly challenge you to do any particular thing but yeah but like i don't know if if challenge was ever really part of the definition of of games another example of this is like if you play diablo on on easy mode is that is that a game? Yeah. <laughs> because that's really not challenging, right? It's just you click on things, and then
0: or or you know to take it further, something like uh, Farmville or other Facebook games, right? Yeah, they're totally really
1: yeah. challenging
0: because yeah. I mean the challenge may
1: be to click on the right thing on your screen, but that's not really yeah. And, to, and like Cow like, you know, to log back in every six hours, yeah, yeah, is, that's the challenge. But yeah, yeah so uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't mind the debate particularly, but I think that if people are having it, then they should. Think about what they're saying and yeah. what they're including and what they're not, and, and I think yeah, a lot of the the a lot of the discussion was more of a just kind of status quo discussion rather than a, yeah. a formless discussion, yeah. which is.
0: I, th- I think um, yeah, when I was I did a lot of reading about this um, because uh, games that I particularly enjoyed and particularly found an affinity with people were rejecting not on the basis of coming out and just saying that wasn't for me, I didn't like it, which is fine. Mm. That's not an attack on the game. That's saying that you know it just didn't resonate with them. Mm. Which I have no problem with, but actually saying it's not not a game according to their definition, and and then you get into you know the whole argument of well I, I can find dictionary definitions that don't that say that you know rules and win states are most commonly found in games or or very commonly found in games but not always mm. um, and that kind of thing so it gets very woolly and it gets to be a very semantic argument about language potentially yeah, yeah. um and and or or otherwise um then beyond that uh, coming down to well games like Proteus and and like dear Esther, they use all the mechanics and all the tropes and all the language of video right. games in terms of having uh, you know a, a simulated environment using engines that we're familiar with or or versions of or or you know uh, the visual styles we and music we're sim were familiar with yeah, yeah. um and controls we're familiar with, part of Dear Esther and very much part of Proteus is stepping into that world and already knowing, yeah, already yeah. having the understanding yeah. of how to control this um, this character or even just a camera if you want to think of it like yeah. that in, in the world. Um, so they, they're already naturally tied to that. And also from your point of view, in terms of the development, they are coded in
1: yeah.
0: very much the same way. They use all the same programming tools potentially or very similar programming tools. Yeah.
1: And the direct implication of that, I think, is that it is exactly about like status quo and kind of homogeneity of what you know. Like, I know what to expect. You know, it's like maybe I'll, maybe I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play. uh, Think a good example. Like (laughs) recent Call of Duty's have probably (laughs) got like some (laughs) kind of like level-up mechanic or like perks or something. They definitely have a yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, and and that those mechanics are also in stuff like Dabolo. So and, and also you kind yeah. of click on things and they explode, right? Which is the same in both. So, yeah. so I think that, you know, that plays into that idea of you know game, yeah, like, the, game the, sort of expectation of games have to have these kind of things in it. Yeah, like driving games now have like grinding and level up and XP and things like that. And so I think like in a in a way maybe those aren't terrible because they're kind of creating these kind of common reference points or whatever but but yeah it's a strange thing where just video game or whatever comes to have this kind of expectation that it should have leveling up and it should have perks and it should have yeah. something or other but so yeah I think like, that, that why
0: should those sure be is... any more important than saying they should have swords or they should have guns you know it's yeah at a certain point why yeah yeah and like you're saying it's
1: yeah. about about um uh, Proteus and dear Esther and things, taking mm. um, they're they're kind of part of the conversation about video games. I think um, maybe this is an Ian Bogos thing, um, just saying that his definition of like it flippantly, like some flippant tweet about some things, is saying like <laughs> a game to him is defined as something that takes part in the conversation about what games are, or well takes part in the conversation about games or something. Yeah. Which, like Proteus is definitely playing on that expectation that certain things are going to happen, or that or that you know you. That the experience is going to be structured in a certain way and then and then subverting those expectations, so yeah, though, you know yeah, it's definitely. not that's not exactly what it's what it's totally about, but it's 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 well that's
0: part of the feeling that you were describing earlier of being lost in in the world yeah not, yeah, yeah, not yeah lost but yeah not not necessarily inherently understanding what you're supposed to do, even if you inherently understand the way you're going to do it and what's going on around you, you don't necessarily understand an objective yeah. And that has to be part of of the exploration as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I just thought I'd raise the issue because um, it, it's something that that gets to me um, when it comes to games like your own and and reactions people have to them. Um, yeah. You know the need to 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 push them away yeah. in order to be able, in, instead of actually just saying, "Yeah, you know, it wasn't for me," or "I did like it," but. In a very different way to the way I've I've liked other other games. Or I mean, yeah, I mean a lot of people. Like yeah, it, yeah,
1: get stuff from people saying, oh, you know, I really liked it, but it's not a game. <laughs> so it's it's funny when you get this like <laughs> double, this like you know weird yeah. kind of like superposition yeah. of those things. And you think well, sort of yeah, backhanded but the, compliment type thing. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, it's just like yeah you're kind of right <laughs> i mean like i'm not going to argue too hard with you or whatever but um... yeah ultimately you liked it and
0: that was the idea yeah, yeah right so it's like who cares what it is? <laughs> i mean
1: I, I suppose the other thing that begs me is when people say you know why don't i just start <laughs> oh, getting it off my chest now <laughs> you know? like when people say oh i don't you know if i wanted to go for a walk in the woods then i would just go for a walk in the park and that would be the same it's like well what <laughs> you know? like, no like, but... you don't say that when you see a Painting of a landscape, or something you don't say. Well, why would I look at this painting? You know, I could have just looked out the window. I could just go and look at like, the window. Yeah. You know, I suppose this is, you know, it's obviously for a start, it has the the sort of music mechanics behind it, but then it also is a reaction to that, or it's like it has, you know, it has, it has, it's like a certain kind of reflection of that that is meant to evoke a certain thing. So that's the almost that's like way more tiring to me than someone saying not a game, I think, and then. And
0: and I'd I'd love to know where these people live that they can go to <laughs> that is visually yeah, as exactly, vibrant yeah. and it's like and instantly emotional yeah. as,
1: as what it is. Yeah, just like you should check yourself in with some uh, experimental <laughs> yeah. neuro you're and yeah discover something new about human consciousness. <laughs> but and and yet the other thing is like if it's you know, people saying, Oh, it's like a movie or something like that, or you could just watch it, which is although it is about like, watching things or whatever, it's not you know the interaction is is important. So yeah.
0: No. There's something very distinct. Not, you about know, it's not just pressing uh, next
1: to go through something. So.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 In- interesting. Anyway, I I couldn't uh, speak to you and not bring that up yeah. because it's, yeah. it's something that um that in response to to your game and and in response to uh, some of the other games we've mentioned, um, it's. It's irked me to see um, to see that sort of response but as you say it opens up a discussion about what video games are and can be yeah, um, yeah. and so Proteus by its very existence uh, prompts those discussions which is is great yeah and in, in so many ways so.
1: yeah I mean I was, I was a bit surprised because you know I thought that had kind of been done with it's like Dear Esther and Journey and, and things I thought people yeah. had kind of had that debate already but then they they kind of wanted to have it again obviously nope. which, which was funny <laughs> yeah. no
0: it's it's not being put to yeah, bed yet right, right. <laughs> Um, And so, just to say, obviously, um, you know, what does the future hold for yourself? Um,
1: Well, I'm going to make a new game. (laughs) I Um, I mean, yeah, it's... uh, I don't really know exactly what it's going to be yet. Probably, I mean, I think think it's probably going to be something that's also kind of about exploration and about the natural world or something, but... um, But I'm also talking to someone who's an animator and illustrator I might collaborate with, or looking pretty likely to collaborate with on making something, and he's really into um, Russian folktales and things, so we might make something which is somehow set in that kind of milieu of Russian folktales.
0: Wow. Well, that certainly sounds, um, again, like something that's uh, a bit different, a bit sort of um, apart from usual inspiration for um for for a game. So yeah. In that yeah, sense, I think that healthy, sounds yeah. Uh, incredibly interesting. Keep
1: keep taking stuff from that right.
0: side. Yeah. Um well I I just wanted to say uh, thank you very much for chatting to me and, and more importantly, thank you very much to yourself and to David for for Proteus and, and for all the discussion that's come up around it and certainly the experience that I had uh playing it and and playing it again and again and I know I will again have playing it on the, the Vita. Um yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for for joining me. Um Yeah, thank you. Uh, would you like to let us know where people can find out more about uh you and and your games?
1: Uh yeah, I mean at the moment it's just um in terms of website it's just com. Um yep. I'm probably going to try and get another more general kind of website together at some point to um to kind of encapsulate Proteus and then news of what's coming next but yeah, doesn't exist yet. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm Ed, Ed Clef, at E D C L E F on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's the extent of my internet presence.
0: No, that's fantastic. That's certainly uh, where where my ports of call are to to find out about Proteus and and uh, as and when you're. You're announcing something, uh, something new. That's uh, where I'll be going. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, thank thank you very much. It's been a fantastic chat. Um, a, a little longer than I expected, but it's just been it's just been that interesting. I think just to, <laughs> to hear your your thoughts about about Proteus and and where it came from and and uh, where it's come to now. Ten months since it came out, and with you know different platforms, etc. So, yeah, yeah, uh, well, yeah. thank you
1: very much.
0: Yeah. Not at all. Thank you. It's been fantastic to speak to you.